Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. It is my absolute thrill to help you find that perfect job, and I do that in a variety of different ways. So, but today on the show, I'd like to welcome Nick Capozzi, CEO of Sales Pitching. Nick and I share a candidate success story. He helped my candidate land her dream job with some of the same strategies he uses in his sales roles. He helps others improve their own sales strategies through his informative videos on LinkedIn that cover sales, entrepreneurship, marketing, and more. And I am so excited to have my friend, Nick Capozzi here with us today. Hey, Nick. Hey, friend. How are you? Hi, friend. I love that. I know it was so fun when we were getting set up and we couldn't hear each other. And I was like, I need to talk to him. I know. It's been too long. It was funny because, you know, you and I are friends. And I was actually in Dallas uh, about a month ago and we were able to get together for lunch, which was so much fun. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. I'm so glad that worked out while you were here. And so next time you're in Dallas, we'll have to do it again. Bet. So, okay. So, you know, I love to start out podcast talking about how we got connected. Okay, absolutely. You, so I'll, I'll take us through that. Is that where we're you going? You take us through it. Uh, through a very wonderful, fantastic, super networker by the name of Frank Agin. And he does networking hub once a month on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And I've never met anyone who is such a great um, connector of people, truly. Like true, it's his passion and it's what he does. And uh, you are one of the many wonderful people. You're, you're probably the best, but you're, you're one of many wonderful pre people that I've got to meet through that group. So it was ab absolutely just through old school, traditional networking. It's so important. It is so important. That's why I always like to start the show off with that because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know if it's going to be like, I met Frank, Frank and I, Frank's great. Frank has introduced me to so many people that have been on this podcast. Um, but then he's introduced me to you and you've introduced me to, there was another young lady you introduced me to recently that was on the hub last time. The, um, the personal branding girl. Yes. I'm trying to think who that was because I keep introducing people. To I know. People. <laughs> because of Frank. So a little tip, I keep a networking notebook. Yeah. So, and I have to, and I oh, date it and I put great. who referred me to that person. Oh. Sorry, Rachel Gogos from Brand Rachel Gogos, thank you. That's yes. Who was. yes, yes, yes. Isn't she lovely? She's she's amazing. She's so great. Uh, but you know, we have another common friend now. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you today because I was so impressed with the way you helped her. And just to give a little backstory for those that don't know this, um, she had actually reached out to me. If you ever wonder about the power of a podcast, this is the power of a podcast, right? She had reached out to me because she was doing research on a gentleman by the name of Jerry Acuff, who works with Delta Point. And she had, you know, um, she really, she had targeted this company, had been targeting them for years, ever since she attended a training that he did, because she wanted to work with him. 
and she reached out to me because in her research she found a podcast that I had done with him where I interviewed Jerry Acuff and she's like apparently you know him really well and so I just you know I just thought that was a great podcast and I'm like that was two years ago how did you find that and and that's when she told me the story and I was like that is the coolest idea of getting into a company I've ever heard it's a great way to reverse engineer getting in somewhere for sure yes because while I'm on the phone with her I'm texting Jerry and I'm like you are not gonna believe this this girl wants to work for you bad you know and he's like what and so anyway fast forward I was like you know I'm gonna coach you through this we're gonna get you this job and we went through it several rounds turns out she didn't get the job and she was devastated so fast forward like six months they call her back and by this time you and I had met and they and you had started your amazing videos that you have on LinkedIn I encourage everybody to follow them even if you're not in sales this is these are tips for everyday life I love them um, but I introduced her to you and you shared some of your strategies with her and she ended up getting the job the second time around well I tell you obviously it was all her because Kristen is is a phenomenal human being you know, but it's interesting because I don't I don't work in recruitment. I I'm a salesperson yeah. um, for my own company, and also I'm I'm really lucky to work at a great company here called Smile Virtual. And what was interesting was um, my career actually began in the cruise ship industry, and I used to sell all the duty free products, and we used to pitch like sixty products in sixty minutes. So what happened was was that um, we would get you know here's Nick here's twenty new products go write scripting for it. So we had to get really good at describing a product in a minimal amount of words because people were literally paying for, you know, by the minute for talk time. And, you know, it's just a skill that you know, I did it for so many years. It's a skill that I still have. So you were like, hey, can you get on the phone with Kristen? I'm like, sure. So I'm like, Kristen, tell me about yourself. And she gave me like a really long answer. And I said, okay, well, how do you distill that down? How do you tighten that? How do you, how do you take those same thoughts, but maybe communicate them in a more efficient um, and direct manner. And that's all it was, right? I think the, the one thing that she got a lot of value out of um, other than that was um, getting her to tell the story of why she wanted to work for Delta Point. And I think what's interesting is that sales, especially today, it's about storytelling. That's that's what this is. It's, it's just, here's your product, here's your service. What's the story behind it? And I said, okay, so now listen, tell me the story. And you have 60 seconds. I put her on a clock. I said, you got 60 seconds. Tell me the story of why you want to work for Delta Point. And she did. And then I said, let's start from, from the beginning. Do it again. And she did it again. And what we kept doing was just getting a tighter and tighter and tighter version of the story. So she walked into that uh, one of the first meetings, I think, in the cycle, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, and she told the story and they were like, wow, that's a great story. Right. So I think that's all it was. It was again, it's nothing from a recruitment point of view, but when you're, when you're looking for a job or, or interviewing, you're, you're selling yourself, right? So how do you sell yourself in 2021? You, that's a really good question because it's, you know, times have changed for yeah. sure. And really, I mean, we've proven in the last year, just to go a little off topic, that we can, we can work remotely and we can do hybrid schedules. And the, the candidates that I work with nowadays, they've totally shifted that 
you know, to where they're like, I don't want to be in the office full time. And they can demand that. They, there right. are companies that are willing to accommodate that. So people are really having to fight for that top talent now. There's no doubt. And it's really interesting, actually, as I see, you know, I still go to a lot of sales community meetings and stuff, and just everyone's kind of desperate for people right now, but it's not just in sales, it's kind of across the world, or, or at least the United States. Um, there's just a lot of demand as, as we kind of reopen and, and rescale to, to where we were and, and, and to even greater things. So. Well, and one other thing that I wanted to kind of bring up, because it, it speaks exactly to what you were saying, is that, you know, in this new world, that, you know, what it looks like to interview in 2021, we're seeing a lot of people sticking to those video interviews first. And right. I just saw firsthand how nonverbal communication can be lost. And a candidate in, of mine ended up not getting a job because of it, because there was no rapport. And it's hard to do that, right? Well, it is and it isn't. If you have just a few structural things, just things to think about and prepare yourself walking in with those three, four, five, six things, it's actually really easy. It's just people don't think about that. And I'll just circle back. I mentioned the cruise industry mm -hmm. and I was on stage doing all these presentations. But the reason that I got that job was because I was actually in radio and TV for about five years up in Toronto. One day someone said, can you do that radio thing on a stage? The next day I knew I was on a cruise ship in Miami. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's that broadcast background that I have that you know just gave me kind of a, a another level of, of foundational uh skills in front of a camera but the reality is where i'm sitting now i mean you know we're streaming so it's it's not the best quality but it's a very simple setup there's like 200 dollars worth of equipment some basic lights basic cameras um but just how you elevate and uh, i i don't know if you want to go directly into this but but let me kind of you know go dig a bit deeper uh, one of the things that I used to get hired for a lot was sitting in on people's demos. So during COVID, I'm sitting in on people's demos as they're trying to position and, and sell. And I can't tell you how many times where people are talking about expensive products and the presenter, the salesperson is in their bedroom and the bed's unmade, or there's a basket of laundry, right? On, on the bed. So just the fact that people aren't thinking about that right? It's still business. It's still professional. Um, you know, I worked with one company that they would talk about trillions of dollars, not billions, trillions with a T, but they'd show up wearing a hoodie right, <laughs> for these demos. So now I'm here in a rugby jersey, so, <laughs> so I to, to each their own. Um, but it was just interesting to think that, um, you know, how you set yourself up. And I always tell people, look, I have two $35 softbox lights here, which really lights you well. But if that doesn't, if you don't have lights or you don't have a ring light or something, just go to natural lighting. So even if you have a, a setup and you would prefer to maybe be in one position, where can you go, um, A, that you'll have great natural lighting. And then the other thing, especially if the first conversation is virtual, one thing I would really suggest is stand up when you're doing it. Because when you stand up, you're much more fluid you're using body language much more effectively. We essentially imprison ourselves when we're sitting in a chair, right? Even though it's more comfortable, but you're also more exciting and more energetic when you're standing, right? So just something to consider. I know that's like, well, wait a minute. I want to be comfortable in my little box. Totally cool if that's what works for you. But, you know, a couple little things, really good lighting. Again, just a great lighting from a window and, uh, and stand up if you can. And those two things are, are, will really be effective if we're starting at that that initial point of of that first conversation by a video. I love that. And 
case in point, whenever I do interviews for other podcasts or on the news or anything like that, I always stand. Really? Mm-hmm, I do. But Makes then sense. I was sitting there wondering, and I was going to ask you about that actually, because I feel like I, I can't sit still. You know, I have so much nervous energy, right? And I just, I feel like I'm like all over the camera. So what would you, how, how would you tell someone to deal with that? Here's, here's a great way to do that. So anytime you're on camera, even right now, there's theater to this, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm going to either do a demo or I, I'm going to get into a conversation like this, what I'll do is I'll just take a sticky note and on that sticky note, I'll stick it right by the side of the, of, of where they can't see it on my, on my camera. And I'll have, you know, maybe if it's a 30 minute initial conversation, maybe I'll have 10 bullet points, mm -hmm. 10 things I could go to, to talk about, um, after I've researched the company and have an idea of what's possible. And when you're talking from a place of knowledge or when you're talking and, and feel comfortable and that you have your backup there, it actually reduces the nervous energy quite a bit. So if you have that list there and then just kind of consider it's okay to move and it's okay to use hands and it's okay to lean in and it's okay to have great facial expressions. But you can think about that if you know what you're going to talk about. And so either have, you know, if I'm doing a 30 minute demo, I don't even need a deck. I just know my, my 30 mm -hmm. minute demo. But if I'm, if I have 10 bullet points, I always have that safe space to go back to. You should have that anyway. But that really helps so that you can, you know, the body language and the rapport building, like you mentioned, um, is a lot more effective. So I'm glad you brought up building rapport. Okay. And again, we're in a virtual world, right? So what are some tips that you would, because, and, and the reason I think that you're the expert at this is because I'm telling you, your videos are so engaging. It's like, I'm like, when's the next one coming out? You know, because, and, and you build rapport and you don't even know who you're talking to. So what are well, some that's tips? Okay, that's a different way to build rapport. So let's <laughs> let's talk about rapport via video. Okay. Let's come back to that. And then let's talk about just rapport in general. Okay. So anytime I get on a conversation with someone, now you and I have talked many times. Yes. Such a happy, happy times when I get to talk to you. <laughs> but anytime I'm going to talk to someone, I'll go through their LinkedIn profile. But not just a cursory 30 seconds. I'm going to spend two, three minutes there. And I'm looking for Easter eggs, right? Little Little nuggets of gold that people aren't expecting. Where they go to school. Um, maybe they took one of these really popular three-day courses at Kellogg or Northwestern, but they thought enough of it to put it up in their in their credentials on their link. Well, that's interesting. It took a contract negotiation course. I saw at Kellogg, Casey. What was the best takeaway from that? Um, mutual connections. A lot of times we assume it's industry people, but I can't tell you how many times I have had conversations go a completely other way because I'm like, hey, Yes, I see you connected to so-and-so. Do you actually know them? Oh my gosh, that person's amazing. I worked with them for five years. Oh, wow, that's my brother-in-law. That's actually <laughs> happened to me. Um, going through their featured content, what are what are the things they think enough of? Topics, there's so many answers here, right? I mean, you could spend an hour going through this. And then like little accreditations. One time I saw a guy was a certified youth league hockey coach. I said, oh, I see you, you coach hockey. I used to play, did you? And for the first 25 minutes of the conversation, we talked about hockey, the last five minutes of this sales presentation, he said, what's next steps? I didn't even have to go through the presentation, right? He wanted to just move on because I'd build that rapport. So I think just having, if, if I'm going in with someone from HR, if I know if it's, you know, the, maybe the, the manager that I would be working for that I'm having a conversation with now, I'm spending as much time in there. And the thing is, you don't want to blurt it all out and say this, 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 because then it just looks like it, but having two, three, four, five little arrows 
in your quiver. And then when the right time to use it is, it is so impactful. So that's one thing in terms of building rapport. But let's talk about rapport with video. So I think what's interesting about rapport with video, um, and I, I totally will give credit to Zoe Hartsfield from Dooley for this idea, but I was watching a video that she did and it was about holding meetings. And what that means in sales is, okay, Casey has booked the time to come on my calendar. What are the odds she's gonna actually show up, right? Probably 50-50. If you do a quick video, every time I have someone coming up on my calendar in two days, quick two minute video, hey, or sorry, 15 second video. Hey, Casey, how are you? It's Nick from Smile Virtual. I'm so excited to talk to you on Friday at nine o'clock central, because I see you're in Dallas. Just want to let you know in advance, if there's any questions that you want to uh, make sure that I cover, just reply in this email. And that way uh, I can make sure we bring those up when we talk. Can't wait. I'll see you uh, at nine o'clock on Friday. When you do that, you go from maybe 50% of the people showing up to about 90. Because what you've done now is built an emotional connection, right? Mm -hmm. They're way more likely to show up because they feel a commitment to you. And what's interesting is, I'll actually track these. There's great softwares like Vidyard and Loom uh, that are a couple bucks a month. And I'll track these so I can see when someone's actually watched it. And the people that, and I'll, I'll really important in a subject line, put personal video in brackets. And then, hey, we're talking about this demo on Thursday or whatever it is. Um, the one I So the ones who don't get that email, they don't show up. But everyone who gets that email and watches that video shows up. So think about it this way, all that effort you put into trying to generate a meeting or generate an interview, mm -hmm. and they're way more likely to show up. So if I was gonna interview with someone, there would be a video going out. Um, I'm really excited, can't wait. Uh, there'd be one the day before. Um, hey, listen, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I uh, can't wait to see if there's anything you want me to, to cover in particular, please don't hesitate. Um, thank you, videos. And you know, this way they're getting to know you before that emotional connection is built. Um, and it, it's, it's really, it's really key thing. Well, I, I'll give you an example. Sorry, Casey, I'm talking a lot. You're here, fine. I love listening to you. <laughs> at Smile Virtual, what we do is um, we have virtual consult. We allow, we have software that allows dentists to have virtual consultations. And what happens is, is that, you know, going to a dentist office, for example, is kind of a, it's a bit of a chore, right? Mm -hmm. I got a call, are they going to answer? Do I, do I don't hold? I got to book a half day. Okay. Well, so what this does is you can just take a picture of your smile, you upload it, the doctor sees it, and the doctor will send you a two minute video and just saying, Hey, Casey, here's a couple options for you. We'd love to take care of you. And when that happens, the patient now is way more connected to the doctor. And now that's not a hot lead, that's a molten lava lead, right? That person coming in now, the first thing they've done is they said, Oh, I'm not shopping this around to any other doctors crossing off my list because I built rapport with Dr. Casey, okay. right? So the power of video and the power of rapport building, um, whether it's, you know, live in person and going through those LinkedIn nuggets or, you know, sending videos and think of it as thank you notes from back in the day, right? You know, and I have tried to get candidates to do that in the past and even tried to get my recruiters to do it when they're reaching out, when they're, you know, to candidates that we want to talk to and they're like that's creepy but it's really becoming a thing and i know it is because you know whenever i post a job on linkedin it yep. now gives me the option to require a video from them like a pre-interview video and i haven't used it yet but i think i might start wow isn't that cool that's, that is really cool i hadn't heard of that i like yeah, that i like that yeah. a lot. i don't think there's many people using it yet maybe i'll be the first
There you go. Trailblaze. Okay, so another video that you did that I really loved, and this is a problem that I just, I'm telling you all the stuff that I'm asking you is because I've just had it happen with different candidates. Okay. But I had a candidate that went in and the feedback from the client was that he was trying too hard. He was trying to oversell himself. Self, you could tell he was nervous. So what, what would you say to somebody? What's your advice to somebody that's nervous and starts to word vomit? And I'm that's referring to your video, zip it. <laughs> zip it, you talk too much, 100% <laughs> you're right. So what's interesting is, is again, this goes just from that, you know, that institutionalization of me having to get all these products down into the fewest words possible. So how do you, how do you take what you know and distill it down? How do you take four paragraphs and turn that into four bullet points? And one of the things I suggest, and, and this is something I suggest when you're creating content, but it works just as well for an interview, is if you're gonna talk about what you know and what kind of questions that you would assume are gonna come your way, and if you're dealing with an amazing recruiter like you, you'll they'll be prepared for that, right? So what I always do is I open up a Word document, and in the right-hand corner, there's a big button that says dictate, and I just talk. So what I'll do is I'll talk for half an hour like I'm going through the interview. And what you'll do is as you, as you see, after you've talked for half an hour, you're gonna have eight pages of single-spaced copy. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And now you go back and read that, read it and then read it with a highlighter, right? Oh, I should have said that. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Oh, you know what? When I brought up this point, I brought up another point that related to that, but it was about five minutes later. Let me itemize that. Let me put that together. Mm. Right. And the, the, where this all came from was, you know, I was in cruise for so long that people used to send me their VHS tapes, but everyone would do their talk every week. And then they would FedEx me from, you know, St. Lucia, um, the video of, of their presentation. And because of the, you know, I was doing this in like 99, 2000. So because of the time lag, um, my best sales reps, I would tell them all, rewatch your tape, watch your tape. You'll start to self-correct, watch your tape. You'll find your crutch words, watch your tape. Maybe 10% did. And I could tell, I knew because the 10% that did were the best sales reps I had. Okay, you mentioned something in there, crutch words. What are you talking about? So a crutch word is, um, if everything's amazing and fantastic and I'm really good at this, then everything sounds the same, right? So um, when you do speak something out and you, you dictate it in and then you'll see, wow, I said amazing 32 times <laughs> in 30 minute conversation. So then nothing is amazing. So one of the things I do is it, as soon as you become aware of them, you'll start to minimize them. That's the first thing. But the second tip is uh, I spend a lot of time on thesaurus.com. So what's a different word for amazing? What's a different word for motivated? What's a different word? And and first of all, you're going to improve your, your vocabulary. There's that. But, re but really what you're doing is, you know, everything will sound different. And I'll, I'll give you another great broadcast tip that I learned. And I, I teach this to people all the time. And it works really well in an interview too. If I'm word vomiting, I'm probably talking at the same pace through the entire thing. So I'm a little bit nervous. So what the problem is when I say everything at the same tempo and the same pace, and there's no, you know, up and down and there's no, there's nothing, everything sounds the same. You're not really paying attention, but there will be times where I have to talk quick, but when something's coming up, that's important, I'm really going to slow down and then especially pause one, two, before that key point. And if you do that, now the person on the other side is going to be so engaged and 
this is a life skill, no matter what career you're in, you don't have to be in sales. You don't have to, this isn't like just an interview hack. These conversations I have with friends, with family, with my wife, these is the same thing, tempo, pace, and pausing. And the first time you pause, and I used to get my people on stage to pause for two seconds. They, they do it for a third of a second. I'd say, no, two, count it out in your head. If it's less than two seconds, you're in trouble. And the first time you do it, that feels like so long, <laughs> but it's not. Because what happens is all the energy in the room is redirected on you as soon as that happens. That is amazing. I'm gonna see if I can pause for one, two. We'll see okay, what happens. Go. <laughs> Tell me something interesting. Pause it. But, you know, if you think about it, like even from a presentation, if you're getting to a reveal, right, I've built up the two or three minutes having this point of the conversation because I know that interviewer, this is a really key thing that you need help with because, I, you know, I kept seeing it and, and I understand that. But I'll tell you, I think I have a solution. It's... Not the best example, but again, if you go through and you're dictating into a Word document, you'll find those, right? I'm telling you, it, it is such an easy thing to do, and it happens so fast. It's just about are you willing to do the work or not? And one thing I learned a long time ago, Casey, a lot of people don't do the work. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. So I want to talk about your videos real quick because you okay. have such awesome engagement. I mean. I can't believe the reactions and comments you get on your videos. It's just amazing. And I just want everybody, if you're not following Nick's videos, you must follow them. He's got great tips. But how does that relate to a job search? How important is it for people to be engaging on LinkedIn when they're in a job search and, you know, and, and even setting up their personal brand? Everybody has a personal brand, whether they want to or not. True. 100% agree with that. LinkedIn's critical because what LinkedIn is social proof. Mm. Right. Um, I think when you are looking for a job, you got to be careful with some of your social media, your Twitters and Instagram and, and what do you have posted there. And, and the reality is we live in a world where people have bias. And if there's something in those that have bias, you know, one of the things that, that I've suggested to people who maybe they're like, I'm not going through Instagram. I'm like, great, change your handle short term. Right. So people can't find you. Um, but LinkedIn for business is an amazing place for social proof. Um, what do you, who are you? What do you do? Why are you effective at it? Um, and then if you have any content and content's really important, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're looking for a job, having content, even if it's simple stuff and here's, here's six months of content, talk about what you know for 30 minutes and dictate it into a word document, right? You'll have eight pages in there. You'll have 40 thoughts, 40 thoughts is 40 different posts, right? So you, you just spoke it out, talking about what you know. And that was one of the things that I always tried to make that connection. I would talk to my, my sales reps and say, what do you know? What are you passionate about? And they'd say travel. And I'd be like, no, unless you're going to Borneo and drinking pig's blood, like you're not, we like to travel, but that's not your passion. <laughs> what, what makes you rumble? And when they find that, you can take that and relay it one into content. So I don't know anything about cars. I really don't like I, my battery died the other day. I'm like, I don't even, what do I do? <laughs> um, but if you're passionate about cars and you talk about it for 30 minutes and you open up that word document and click dictate, look at how much amazing content you have. You'll be shocked. Absolutely shocked. You know, I'm going to have to get my dad to do that on quantum physics. 
Can I talk to your dad about quantum physics? You can talk to my dad about quantum physics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the fifth and sixth dimensions. We'll talk about this offline because I have to tell you something about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just, you know, it I, I love that idea. And I'm I, I'm I have a lot of social media, but I will tell you, when I'm looking at candidates' profiles and I see that they have no activity on their profiles, I don't really take them seriously as neither. Because, I mean, I'm like, you're not really on here. And, and I know it's not Canada's jobs to go and, you know, post a bunch of content. But even if you like somebody else's content, that gives you activity. 100%. No, you're 100% right. And the reason that it's such a key place, LinkedIn in particular, for business is because, you know, people want to see that if I'm hiring a director of marketing or if I'm hiring a customer service associate, that they understand the business mm -hmm. and that they're interacting with other people in their business and they're following other content in their business, right? Um, it just highlights that you're a pro and that you're on top of it. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given regarding your career? <sighs> the best piece of advice I've ever been given. More personal. You know what? Do the work, mm. Casey. You know, because I had I had a unique background, um, but getting into radio, I'm like, what's the work? I turn on the microphone, right, and I start talking, but that's not the work. The work is if I'm doing a three-hour show, I got to do four hours of show prep. Mm -hmm. What am I going to talk about? What's the news? What's funny? How am I going to, you know, that's the work. Watching your videos, that's the work. Um, but you know what's interesting, Casey. I think that there's a segment of the population that just doesn't want to do the work or doesn't have the right motivation to do the work. But there's actually a big part of the population that doesn't know how to do the work. It's not that they aren't willing. No one's ever showed them do A, B, C. Mm -hmm. right? So, but the reality is, is you can Google a lot of this stuff now. Um, and start with that. If you If you feel that you know, okay, I want to do more work, but I don't know where to start. Or get involved in a community. You know, if you, again, if you're a customer success associate, there's a community out there for customer success associates. What are they talking about? What are, what are their tips and tricks and things that work really well for them? So just something to think about. But you know, the biggest thing is um, do the work. And people say, oh, man, Nick, you're lucky. You were in radio. You were <laughs> cruise ships. Like you do videos on the internet. I'm not lucky. I show up. <laughs> I show up and I do the work. That's it. I think that is so important. And I love that even more, just the fact that you said you show up. And I think yeah. that's important. And I think once people find their passions, then I think they're more apt to show up and do the work. Mm -hmm. But you got to do the work to find your passion too. figure out what it really is that gets you up in the morning. So well, and, and that's a, That's a key thing too, Casey, is you, you got to have, but there's also so sorry, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but so much <laughs> of its mindset, Casey, Right. And I was never a big mindset guy, but it's actually the last year where I've spent all this time on LinkedIn and all these kind of mindset gurus just happen to be in my feed. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Maybe I'll try that. Or that's interesting. Maybe I'll add that to the repertoire. And I mean, really, the the mindset, the 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 positive, I mean, it was always a positive person, but you know, when you when you vocalize something, when you say, I'm gonna go crush this demo right now, yep. you're more likely to crush that demo. Right? You have to put so. the thought with the feeling. And Very then, well yeah, you put the thought with the feeling and then it will manifest itself. It has to, it has no, 
it, it just has to. And don't you and talk about a rabbit hole. I will go there with you on mindset because it's it's everything. It is so important. If your mind's not right, nothing's gonna work. I wish I had a journal right now to write that in. Well, maybe soon you'll have a journal of mine <laughs> with mindset. So, all right. Well, believe it or not, this time has flown by. So I can't let you get away without asking you our VIP questions. And I'm going to be really yeah. curious to hear your answers. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Assuming I have everything, like, do I need to bring oxygen or, or we're good? Oh, well, geez. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to skip. I'm going to assume, you know, Elon Musk brought oxygen. Um, I bring my daughter. I'd bring uh, a video camera and I'd bring a pizza oven. A pizza oven. I got to make my pizza. Well, you got to have stuff to make a pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe they already have that oh, up there man. too. <laughs> No, I'm in trouble. I can't, I can't leave my daughter and I'm not leaving the video camera. So maybe I won't eat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can grow potatoes like Matt Damon did. Yes, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Problem solved. So, okay. So I'm very, very curious now that you've been doing all this mindset stuff for the last year, what is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Um, first there's two things I do, three things. One is I get up extra early and I give myself time. If I want to take 45 minutes to sip my cup of coffee and, and rev myself up at my own pace, that's the first thing I do. How much time do you need to, to wake up and get going? Second is I, I work out. I, I need to work out every day and the morning is a great time to do it because at night I'll fall asleep really easily because I'll be tired. It's out of the way um, and it just sets the tone for the rest of your day. And then the third is, you know, again, positive affirmations. I'm going to go crush this right now, right? If you keep telling, you, you, you are what you believe you are. And if you keep telling yourself that, that's what you're going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was who Henry Ford, I think, is the one that says, if you think you're right or you think you're, no, if you think you can do it or you think you can't do it, you're right. That's great. Isn't like, that good? I heard that. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, okay. Final question. Yeah. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what yeah. would the headline be? How to stand out. Ah, that was easy. <laughs> well, you definitely do stand out, Nick. And I so appreciate your time here today. How do people find you? You know what? On LinkedIn. Just look up Nick Capozzi on LinkedIn. And that is absolutely the best place to connect with me. I agree. You're there a lot. So again, thank you so much for being with us today, Nick. I really appreciate you both as you know a professional and a friend. So one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.